Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the new Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. I did way too long. Let's go to the hotline, go to my man TM Pal. Hey, buddy, how are you? What's going on? All kinds of B-hole drama. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm like, what's going on? It's like, I see hashtag no loyalty. I'm like, what, what, what did I do? I don't know what I did, man. Come on, y'all. I'm gonna, put, I'm gonna put out a nasty tweet when I get off this about how you bought me to ten o'clock. <laughs> I know, God, I feel like a giant turd. I was just talking to Leah during the break, and I go, "You believe I I, I knocked uh, TM down to ten o'clock?" She goes, "What is wrong with you?" And I go, "I'm an a-hole. I'm sorry. I I didn't mean to. Sucks." Well, I did cancel uh, last second tomorrow night too, so I guess we're even. <laughs> all right, yeah, last night, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's get right into it, buddy. Now, you, uh, even though you know the pandemic seems to be on a comeback tour, uh, you're still out there viewing movies, and uh, theaters are still having uh, premieres, and there's a lot of movies that are only at the theaters. All kinds of stuff going on. The movies are not slowing down. Uh, tell us what's going on. What have you seen, and uh, and all that stuff. Well, you know, I've seen a, a couple of different films uh, in the past two weeks. And, yes, yeah, some of them were in theaters. Uh, Candyman gave us the option of seeing it at home or seeing it in the theater. I saw it at home, but it wasn't because I didn't want to see it in the theater. I had something that kept me from making that screening that one night. So I, I got to watch it at home. And uh, they sent, like, Vacation Friends, which is not on Hulu. That's just with John Cena and Little Rel. Uh, we'll get uh-huh. to that one right now. Uh, that is not a funny movie. <laughs> it's just not good. It's one of the leftovers from 20th Century Fox in a lot of ways, you know, before the merger. And I think it would have sat on the shelf if the merger didn't happen. Uh, you know, I like Little Rel. I think John Cena's had a heck of a summer in terms of what he's trying to do with his movie career. Uh, but mm-hmm. this one just didn't work. I mean, it's just too much forced comedy. And, you know, they're just dropping it on Hulu. So if you have Hulu, you know, you can check that out. I, you know, Johnny, I always tell you. I, I, I hate reviewing comedies because I think comedy yeah. is so subjective. It, right. I, I feel like I'm like, you know, that's just what I didn't think was funny. You may find it funny. So, you know, listen, if you're sitting around, you got Hulu and you want to burn a couple hours, go for it on that one. But I'll tell you right now, it was not for me. And I like all the people involved. Uh, but I think the one this week that, you know, we'll see how it does with the box office because it's hard to tell. And But the one thing about it, it's only in theaters, and that's Candyman. And, uh, you know, it's a sequel. Direct, I, you know, they said spiritual sequel. You know, I think it's a pretty direct sequel. I would tell you right now, if you're going to check it out, you may want to go check out that 1992 film, the original, because there's a lot of connections from that film to this film. I mean, there's a lot of the story. It builds its own story and does something different. And and I will say, too, Johnny, that uh, the style is pretty wild. I mean, I know Jordan Peele didn't direct it, but he produced it and he wrote it. And I still feel like there's a lot of his fingerprints and DNA in this film. Uh, but I, you know, I, I think, you know, how he does the Candyman scenes this time around, uh, they're way more creepy and they're way scarier. I mean, it's pretty intense at times, um, you know, and how they do a new story this time around is good. Uh, the one thing I will say about it, though, is they do have some, you know, kind of side plots that 
don't really go anywhere. And some of the characters' motivations, you know, they're just not really clear. They just come out of left field. And I think it's only 90 minutes long. And I will tell you, Johnny, they waste a lot of time building on stuff that really doesn't matter at the end in, in that 90 minutes time. If anything, Johnny, I kind of thought they maybe needed another 30 minutes, if that makes sense. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, a, little, I, a little bit more time to build, you know? Yeah. Does it, does it seem like that happens with – it seems like horror movies, to me, that happens more than other movies to where it's like – they ran out of time or budget. I, I noticed that with the like Insidious, you know, several years ago. I thought it, it was such a great, great movie, and then in the last twenty minutes, it kind of jumped the shark and got really stupid and kind of rushed through at the end. And I and I and it left me feeling confused and unsatisfied when the first three quarters of the movie could have been top five horror movie I ever saw. So I think what it was is. All along, horror movies through, like, time have been low budget. They really have. Think about, like, really popular horror movies, Johnny. Like, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I mean, that is basically an independent film. Friday the 13th right. an independent film. You know, Nightmare on Elm Street, a little bit more of a studio behind it with New, with New Line. But there had always been this kind of idea, even the first Evil Dead as well. You know, since they were all independent films, you, you can only make these movies so long, and it costs so much money to make that I think they just got this idea that horror films should be about 95 minutes long, maybe 100 minutes long max. Right. Uh, we've seen that change at times, and some films have built a little bit more and done a little bit more, but there's always been that idea of that, and maybe that's what they were trying to do here. And like I said, I would still air this on the side of positive. I don't want people to think I did not like this film. There's some things in it that I really thought were well done. It's just there are times where I'm like, maybe to me, I didn't think it reached its total potential, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah, I got you. I mean, honestly, I wasn't that excited for it because I wasn't that big of a fan of the first one. Like, I saw it, but it wasn't like, you know, one of my favorite horror movies ever. It was creepy and everything, but yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it is. You know, a lot of people say that's like, I know you know, people don't think of this, but, uh, you know, a lot of the, you know, people say that's like one of the African American horror films out there. I mean, it really is if you look at it. I mean, you know, the story about, you know, the projects, you know, a boogeyman in the projects that are getting people yeah. in that area, you know, violence towards African-Americans. And they discuss it in this film as well, just like they did the last film. Um, so, I mean, I think that's kind of like, you know, the African-American community said, hey, man, that's our horror movie. So I I'm interested to see how it does. And I do think it tells you know, uh, a side of horror that's not just white people running through the woods screaming, if that makes sense, which I'm fine I mean, with. It's always cool to see yeah. something else. And, co yeah, and considering, too, like, you know, we've seen that with Get Out. Jordan Peele's done a really good job with that. Us uh -huh. like that, you know, it focused on that. Uh, so, I, you know, I don't want people to think I didn't like it. I just thought it missed some opportunities along the way. And I, and I will continue to say I think they wasted a lot of time in that 90-minute runtime. But I will say when the Candyman stuff is going on, it is wild and it is really creepy. It's really well done. There's only one one ghetto horror movie for me, and that is Vampire in Brooklyn, and I and I, and I stand with that. Um, <laughs> Blackula, which is a real movie if people don't believe us. Oh, I know. Blackula I know. a real movie. That is so I mean, funny. It, it, it's crazy. Or you know, remember? I, I remember also remember Tales from the Hood. Oh, that was actually pretty good. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't yeah, mind it was that like, at you all. Know, Tales from the Crypt. It was the you know three little anthology films. Right. But yeah. I mean, I, I'd be interested to see how it does. You know. Um. You know. Talk about you know movies doing bad this summer. I mean, we, we joke around about like Black Widow. I didn't perform well. It really made like 180 million dollars with the pandemic. That's pretty good. You know. Yeah. But we saw a film like Old. 
uh, that, you know, did well. Surprise people was number one in the box office. Wasn't a big number, but it kind of stuck around and kept making money, kept making money and being, you know, a smaller budgeted film. So maybe a film like Candyman, I don't think the budget was all that big for this, for what I saw on screen. And obviously the cast involved, who is good, but it's, you know, not like your A-list stars that are in it. You know, if it can turn around and still turn a profit, I think any studio is happy right now with any film that's turning a profit. You know, even yeah. if it's just 10, 12 million, they're happy with that. Not to take a loss during this this uh, this crazy time. I'm sure you're right. Yeah, just uh, you know, it's like playing the stocks during the pandemic. It's like I just don't want to lose money at this point. I want to come out uh, a little in the in the green here, or the or whatever you call it. The, the, is it green or blue? What is it? Not red. Red's bad. I don't know. Is that black? No, black. black. You want yes. To, yeah. Okay. You want me in the black? But yeah, I mean, it, we'll we'll see how it does. And honestly, I wonder about Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings next week. I mean, it's going to be over, you know, the holiday weekend, which is always going to help. It's got that Marvel brand, uh, but as we've talked about, this is you know a deep cut character. Uh, yeah. But I will say that some ways, maybe being a deep cut character can be a good thing, uh, like Guardians of the Galaxy and. I found that to be the exact same thing with Shang-Chi. I, I really enjoyed this film, Johnny. It's, you know, and I've told you this before. I know you love martial arts films, but I've said uh-huh. I'm not the biggest martial arts film fan. So that was maybe something that was holding me back, too. I will say this right now. None of the trailers or commercials have done this film justice for how cool it actually is. I, I, I don't know what was going on. If they just didn't want to show stuff, want to keep something back, that's good. I guess we've gotten so used to the trailers spoiling everything, the these days that when they actually hold something back, we're like, oh, man, that didn't show us anything. Right. That's really what it's supposed to do in the first place. But, yeah, it's awesome. Asuma Liu, who, who plays uh, Shang-Chi, I mean, this is going to be a breakout role for him no matter how it does because he's, like, front yeah. and center with this big, important role in the MCU. And when I say important role, it's it's not just, like, in important in terms of the storyline. I mean, obviously, they're making a movie that they want to take overseas internationally to the East. And hopefully right. that they accept this film and make a whole lot of money over there in the Asian market. I mean, this, th- there's no doubt about that. You've even gotten trouble making comments about that being the great experiment and everything along the way. But the bottom line is that they are looking for international dollars with a character like this. Also, I think they're just doing it to show diversity, too, which isn't a bad thing. Having a different character, let's face it, there's a lot of white people in the MCU. It may not right. hurt to you know, mix it up a little bit. I mean, we're seeing that more, you know, Captain America, obviously, is now going to be Anthony Mackie. Uh, But I I really thought Shang-Chi was a great time. Beautiful visual. It's got awesome fight scenes. And I think another good thing, uh, I talked about this, too, on Great Day Live this morning. Um, You know, sometimes we have expectations of characters. Like, we've even talked about this with Ghostbusters, Johnny, that we were all just ruined when they were all brought up the all-women because we had expectations. That happens sometimes with these superhero movies. So maybe a character that we're not that familiar with, we're not going in with this set of expectations of how we want it to be shown on screen, how they want to portray them, where if we're kind of fresh with those characters, we can just accept them who they are and really enjoy them and realize these are cool, fresh characters that now you may want to get to know more about. And I think that's how it'll play out. Now, how much money it's going to make, I don't know, because like I said, this is a deep-cut character. This isn't like a Black Widow prequel. This isn't a Guardians of the Galaxy sequel. This definitely isn't Spider-Man No Way Home, you know, so it's going to be interesting to see how this actually plays out. Yeah, absolutely. Now, as far as uh, Shang-Chi in the Marvel Universe, now, how does he tie into the other characters, and what characters uh, is he 
is he closely related to any of them that people would know? Well, I mean, I'm not spoiling anything, but the Mandarin is in the film. And, you know, okay. that was an Iron Man villain. And we've seen it get portrayed fakely by Ben Kingsley in Iron Man 3 before. And right. then, you know, that idea of the Mandarin. Well, this one has the real Mandarin. But to be quite honest with you, yeah, there's a lot of new characters you're not going to be familiar with. And another reason why I think this may be good, too, Johnny, is you don't have to have seen really everything else to watch this movie. It's not like right. you've missed something. If you've seen the last Avengers movie, you're probably seeing the most connection there is. Also, remember, they've kind of wiped the slate clean after Endgame. Like, this is yeah. a whole new storyline. So you're building this whole new storyline in itself so you can kind of jump in here and enjoy it. Now, I will say there's two secret scenes. One of them's pretty wild, and, and you can see where they're heading. Um, and I will see with Shang-Chi, this lives, I would say, Johnny, the best way to describe it. It's in its own little universe, but I think it's in the magic part of the universe, if that makes sense. Like, ah, like the Doctor Strange. If, if, right, if, if, right. You know, we've seen Wong, who's Doctor Strange's buddy. He's in the previews. He's in the film. You know, but I think that whole mysticism part of it, it's kind of like that. But it's really well done. The cast is awesome. You know, Aquafina's good in it. It's it's just a really fun, solid movie, and I do hope people give it a chance because I think it's the best uh, solo Marvel movie probably since Doctor Strange. Remember, they introduced yeah. you know Spider-Man and Panther in Civil War. So we really haven't gotten, I think, a strong, strong like solo origin introduction film. Uh, you know, I like Captain Marvel, but there were some parts of it I definitely had issues with. Man. So I think this has been the this has been the best one probably since Doctor Strange. It was it was a lot of fun. Speaking of Doctor Strange, uh, let's segue right into that Spider Man trailer. Uh, do you want to talk about that? Oh yeah, I mean, you know, broke all the broke all the records, and I mean, people were starving for it. And obviously the leak happened. I did not watch the leak. I wasn't going to watch it from a cell phone video of a computer. That's what I was heard. That's what it was. Somebody right. told me that's what it was. I, I did not go searching for it. But if that's what it was, I definitely don't want to experience it like that. Uh, you know, they held on to the secret, Johnny. We were talking about it. I mean, I, you know, I said I think they're still going to show their Spider-Man at one point. Obviously, they're in it. You're seeing all their villains in it. Uh, yeah. But it's, yes, yeah, it's pretty Pretty wild to see uh, Alfred Molina back. And, I mean, I thought yeah. he was so good in Spider-Man 2. And, I, you know, as good as Tom Holland is, and I love these new Spider-Man films, I mean, we can't forget about Spider that original Spider-Man 2. That is an awesome superhero movie. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that, was a, that was a good, what, over three-minute trailer that it, that they popped off the other day. And, man, it, it, it really did, uh, I think it did it justice as far as building up that, that that uh that early uh, excitement for it, and I'm sure they'll probably drop another trailer or two before the actual movie comes out. You know, to kind of give us a little bit more. But yeah, they give us a lot in this one. Yeah, the Alfred Molina thing's a big deal, and obviously you saw the pumpkin bomb, so you know the green uh -huh. goblins in it. You know, just when you see that, and I, I said too, like when Doctor oh, when Doctor Octopus says, you know, you know, hello, Peter, like. Why would he know Tom Holland's Peter? I think he's saying that to Tobey Maguire, and we're not seeing right. it. Like that's that's yeah. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure he's probably saying it to Tobey Maguire. And, and listen, I will give it up to Sony. I mean, that is going to be some balls if they decide we're not going to show him till the movie. I mean, if they get away with it, and I, I've even talked to Gio about this too already. Gio has said the same thing I've said. The toys will spoil this before it's all over yeah. with. It's like me and Jeff have already talked. The, the toys will spoil this before it's all over with. And he, he's probably right. I've said the same thing, too. Uh, but if they get all the way to the theater and don't 
show them. Uh, you know, that's pretty wild. I mean, I, I think that's a cool move. And listen, you know, the way they're building this new universe without spoiling too much, I mean, Sam Raimi's directing the next Doctor Strange film. He directed all the Spider-Man films with Tobey Maguire. Let's say some of these Spider-Mans kind of hang around for a while. It wouldn't surprise me if Tobey Maguire is in that Doctor Strange movie, just because oh, of yeah. the connection with Sam Raimi. So I, I don't think we're I don't think we're seeing a lot from what I've been seeing from the cast and everything. They're like you're seeing about eighty percent of this, and and I believe they're probably right. I mean, I've heard rumors that the guy that played Daredevil, Charlie Cox, on the Netflix series, is going to be Peter uh-huh. Parker's lawyer. I, I bet you that's true. Johnny, I what? bet you that. Happened. Yeah. By the yeah, way, so. that that Daredevil series was awesome. Yeah, Charlie Cox, great Daredevil. They did a good job with the character. I would like to see yeah. him get back in the mix. I mean, that's a character that I think is a little underrated. And guys, let's say our age, Johnny, we're real yeah. familiar with that character. You know, uh-huh. unfortunately, there's one bad movie with Ben Affleck, and people oh, just forget yeah. about that character and always kind of lump that in, but. That would be pretty cool too, because then it would if he if they open the door for Charlie Cox, that means we could see Jessica Jones in there. And even though I did not like that second season of Jessica Jones or the Defenders, yeah. I still think that first season of Jessica Jones with the Purple Man is that's some good television right really, there, Johnny. Really, really good. Yeah, and I really liked the way they were popping them off. Even the the um, the Punisher and you know was, was pretty decent. And was, I was I was loving those Netflix Marvel series. And, uh, you know, I guess what what happened was, I guess, Disney bought them out and kind of shelved them. I, mean, I don't know it was what happened. The, it was the streaming, you know. I mean, it was it was the streaming part of it. I mean, when Disney Plus is going, you know, up, they don't want, you know, their product that's featured as an original series on, you know, another the big competition to be, you know, to right. be exact. And so I think they just kind of went away. And then part of the deal was if they did go away or canceled them, then they couldn't use them for a while. So, like they had planned ahead for that, Johnny, to where all of a sudden they're like, oh, we're canceling them, but then we're going to bring them over here. Like Netflix did their due diligence and had it be like, no, 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 almost like a no compete for that character, if that makes right. sense. That's really what they did. But supposedly that's about to go away. So we'll see what happens with it. But yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I broke the trailer record. I, I just, I have always said this before. I, I don't. I think people underestimate how popular Spider-Man is, like as a blo- global like brand in itself. Like, I right. think if you you know pulled out things like Mickey Mouse, Michael Jordan, Superman, and you pulled out Spider-Man, I think pretty much so many people around the world are going to know who he is. Oh yeah, yeah. I doubt. I doubt there's uh, uh, very many people, even in third world countries, you know who Spider-Man is. It's like the it's like the Golden Arches. Like you know what it is. Yeah, uh, and I think that's what it is. So when all these people are complaining about how these movies are doing at the box office and how the, you know what they're doing, you know, there's good stories coming out of CinemaCon this week that they pretty much let people see Ghostbusters and people. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. 24.